Peace, family. I'm waiting for Shan to jump on. We are doing another series of sex talk. We are at 8.03, so a couple of minutes late, but no matter. So I'll just wait for a couple other people to jump on so we can get started. And I'll wait for Shan to send me a request. Let me go ahead and actually invite her to join. so that we can get started. Peace everyone, we're going to do another sex talk today. I haven't done one in a couple of weeks, maybe a month, so I'm excited to jump on and continue the conversation with yet another sensual creative and fellow Piscean and someone who definitely integrates um, sensuality and movements in her art. So I want to talk about that with her as well. Just waiting for her to jump on. Peace. Thanks for joining. Waiting for Shan and then we shall start. she's unable to join I don't know why let's see she should be hopping on any second sex talk is a series peace everybody um, just to tell you guys a little bit about sex talk sex talk is a series that I started about two months ago, it was to promote this one event that I had coming up um, at the time. And I decided that what would give people another example or a better idea of what to expect at my event was if they saw the conversations that I was having with people around sex and sensuality. So I decided to create an IG live series, which has been going on for a good couple months now. And... I am waiting for Shan to hop on. There she is. Send me a request and we can get started. Perfect. Yay! Here we go. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't get the request. Your request, I don't know, it didn't pop up. And I was hmm. like, where's okay. Anna? And then I got yeah, I, I sent it and then it said that it was unable to be accepted. And I was just like, okay. Okay, my camera is getting on my nerves because yeah. I have to protect her over it. Let me take this off. Ooh, oh, see, look at that. Now I'm looking real great and beautiful. Yeah, how do you do that? Here one? we are. So how are you? That one's too bright. Which one do you have? Um, I picked bright. it before I got on here, so I don't even know what this one is called. Um, I think it has some type of like floral sunflower. Icon. 
maybe it's like after that one whatever you're on right now but i think i chose that one too No, not this. I'll just do this one. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing good today. I w went to my new job and I filled out, you know, my paperwork for the job. Nice. Yeah, so I'm feeling more better about, you know, that decision. And I'm mm -hmm. feeling more How was your day? My day was chill. I had a couple of uh, things I had to do today, and then everybody pretty much canceled plans. Um, and I was like, "I'm not. I'm not mad at that. I'm gonna stay in and uh, get ready for the talk." Let me bring you kind of closer to my face. Um, Should have said all. Is my face close enough too? I feel far away. Yeah, I mean. It's just that I wanted to have like the optimal, like see my face the best, you know. Yeah, you're no, so crazy. I haven't been on live in a long time, so I'm I'm gonna be I'm a little shy when I go in lives, so, <laughs> but I'm excited to do this. Thank you for asking me to be a part of this. Okay, because it's I mean, also helping me to come out of my. Um, a little comfort zone, so mm -hmm. yeah. Me. Yeah, I also feel like it was um, something that is so aligned with your brand that I was just like, right. When I was answering the questions, I was like, yeah, it, <laughs> it, totally, it totally is aligned. And I did. Um, I was like answering the questions on my iPad, but. Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect you to answer them ahead of time. The reason why I send them is because whenever I have the talks, I have some people who are just like, what are the questions? Which I don't necessarily feel like they need to know ahead of time, but I know that it right. does bring comfort to know ahead of time. And so I'm just like, okay, I'll just send the questions ahead of time to everybody who's going to be participating, but not necessarily because you need them, just because okay. it might make you feel more comfortable to more have comfortable. them. Yeah. Um, and then depending on how the conversation flows, like some things are going to be get gotten to a lot later, some things earlier, um, something right. you'll answer just by answering one question. So it really is just like a guide for the combo. Yeah, I like that. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, for especially for people who got shy like me. So yeah, I needed to answer the questions. Right, you're like, and ahead of time. But I think it is helpful, though, because if you do ha answer the ahead of time, like you said you did, then it just helps with, like, um, you feeling like you know what's coming up, and so you're not, like, right. flabbergasted. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so yeah. let's get started with the first question, which is a question that I love to ask everybody, because it's such a vague and loaded question, and I think that there's so many answers that come out of it and sometimes some answers that I don't even expect um but I think they're interesting either way so <laughs> Jan beautiful gorgeous Pisces fairy what is your relationship to sex okay so what I have here I basically was just saying you know I mean what's my relationship to sex I feel like I am sex you know I am the epitome of sex of sexuality because um i enjoy practicing the divine mechanisms of tantra 
and Tantra to me and just what I've gained through my research and through my practices is that it is our sexual energy life force that we carry within to without. So that's just what I've been practicing, Tantra. So that's my relationship, you know, and my experience with sex. For someone to know anything about Tantra, what would you say is the best definition for them to understand what it actually is? Okay, so on a surface level, on a much surface level, Tantra would be like, imagine you are, you know, just in bed with your partner and you guys are getting aroused and you guys are doing, you know, sexual things with each other and you're getting to that that height, that kundalini, that climax. So like the ejaculation, you're getting to the ejaculation, to the to the coming, to that climax, but you withhold that energy within yourself instead of ejaculating or coming, you withhold it and you harness it and you put it into other endeavors, into other creative, you know, passions, endeavors, goals. You just harness all of that energy and you use it and you press forward with that energy and that's like the ejaculation or the the coming, you know, into just that the great endeavors, great would manifestations. You, would you say then that it is using the energy of sex and transmuting it into other things, or you're literally in the height of it and then you guys stop and go cooking, or is it just like? <laughs> Like how, like how does that transfer from the bedroom to other things that you are doing in order to practice Tantra? Okay, so say you are in the bed with your partner or even you can be by yourself, you know, practicing Tantra. You're going to withhold and harness that energy and transmute it into other endeavors. And it can be cooking, you know, it can be, it can be cooking, whatever you're passionate about, whatever we're passionate about, whatever goals that we want to achieve, whatever whatever goals that we want to manifest, wherever we want to be in life, whatever it is that we really want to achieve. It is through sexual, through our sexual energy life force. And I was taught that because, you know, sexual energy is one of the most, um, how would you say one of the most powerful mm -hmm. it's just one of i don't know if powerfulest is a word but i want to say powerfulest <laughs> it's one the of the most powerful <laughs> yeah the most powerful energies you know that we can you know accumulate as human beings so just sexual energy is just very powerful and to harness that just to be able to harness that and that energy and transmute it into just our endeavors and into our goals and our manifestations and continuing to continue to do that it's it's just a really great feeling it's a really great feeling when you mm -hmm. can harness and come up to that climax and just withhold that energy because it can be you know hard for a lot of people to 
I guess just say no to self and and not going, not taking it that far to release, just to release for no reason. Sometimes I just view us like climaxing, coming and ejaculating. Like we we do it so often that we are not fully comprehending, you know, how powerful just our life force energy actually is. We're just wasting it into because we we just we want to be pleased in the moment but what about like if we harness that energy and we transmute it and like we just manifest this whole great greatness from you know our sexual energy right of course yeah i think that um it it connects directly with a lot of the ways that I, I see Mark Mealy commenting. Um, he specifically was talking a lot about intimacy and I feel like that is like one of the main ways that transmuting that energy actually comes to fruition through intimacy, through sensuality and those things, you know, coincide and connect with sex, but they are not sex. And I feel like mm -hmm. it takes learning how to transmute sexual energy to understand what sensuality and intimacy actually is in order to not only value it, but know how you are living a soulless life without it. Um, I think right. I described in one of the sex talks that I previously had that in the way that I forget who I was talking to, but the way that they de described the sexual experience, I was like, okay, it sounds as if it's safe to say that sensuality is the soul of sex. And if that's right. the case, then you should be navigating through sensuality, no matter what you are doing, especially if that choice of what you are doing is this sexual choice, is this sexual experience, is this sexual engagement that you're having with someone because you are engaging in something that is soulful, meaningful, intentional, and highly valuable, as opposed to, like you said, ejaculating very quickly, coming very quickly, coming very often, and doing all these things just to get instant gratification for something that you don't even yeah. understand the gravity of. Um, yeah, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you, I, I'm glad you really expressed that, because sensuality is a form of sexuality but they are different but they are the same so i'm really glad you said that yeah, yeah i would say like they connect and they intertwine but they're two different entities you know right. and one of them because people can receive sexual arousal by um experiencing and witnessing sensual action i think that's what makes it convoluted like their own personal projection of how they feel when they watch it but it's not about right. how you feel aroused when you watch something it's about what the other person is actually doing if the other person is actually doing a sensual act as opposed to a sexual act then you just being sexually aroused and calling it sexual has nothing to do with what the person is expressing, everything to do with right. how they have interpreted that expression. And um, and yeah, Jasmine said that she thinks that it was her and I that was talking about it. Yeah, I think that I, uh, I think that I had mentioned it with, um, with Kamisha and then brought it up with, with Jazz. But, um, but yes, when was the first time that you experienced 
Tantra. And I feel like Tantra is this expression of intimacy and sensuality and moving those things. Um, if you are going to be doing it in a sexual way, moving those things through your sexual experience and then also expressing those things outside of sex. So when was the first time that you started to practice that and like what kind of introduced you to it? Okay, so the first time I started practicing Tantra, sacred sexuality, sensuality, was in 2018 when I was first introduced to, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Jasun, the Jasun 21 Day Tantra Challenge. Um, Jasun mm. is really great. If you don't follow him on Instagram, I'll send you his Instagram so you can check him out. But um, I've been following him for a really long time. He's just like a great, just a great positive page to follow. And he created this Jasun 21 Day Tantra Challenge. And I was like, hmm, I had just broken out of my 10 year relationship. And I was just like, you know, I was going through this healing phase. And I was like, okay, my, my spirit was like, okay, no, you, you should take a break from sex or whatever. And then like the, the Tantra Challenge popped up on Instagram. And I was like, okay, you know, maybe I should try out this challenge. And I tried out the challenge and it changed my life in such a tremendous way. It really tuned me into, it helped me to tune into my root chakra and my sacral chakra. And I didn't really know that it needed to be worked on. I didn't, or I didn't really actually work with chakras like that back then, but just tuning into that challenge and practicing, you know, what Tantra really means and just, you know, tuning into that, it just really helped me become self-aware that I needed to um, heal my root chakra and my sacral chakra through my past relationship. And so I took like a big passion in just feeling the need to heal my root chakra. And that's also when I fell in love with the color red um, you know, red also represents Tantra. So I just, um, you know, tuned in because my, I listened to my higher spirit and I was just transitioning out of a 10 year relationship. And I honestly really wanted to heal on my own. And just, I feel like Tantra found me in, in the perfect, in the perfect, you know, at the perfect time when I needed it. And so, yeah, that was 2018, so that was a mm -hmm. few years ago. Mm -hmm. I've been practicing it ever since. And I've been, you know, implementing it with my friends and with my partners. And, yeah. <laughs> what was the challenge all about? Like, what did you have to do? So, with the 21 Day Tantra Challenge, it challenges you throughout um, the majority of the 21 days you we're not supposed to um, have sexual intercourse we're not allowed to play with ourselves or you know nothing like that um if we do you know it's, it's fine we just it's just a learning process you know but i specifically did not because mm -hmm. i don't like um i don't necessarily really like doing things that i know that i shouldn't be doing or doing things that i'm that I'm saying that I'm committed to and then, you know, back going, you know, against that it doesn't make me feel good after the fact. Yeah. So I really stayed true to my Tantra challenge. 
Um, but I also enjoyed, there were also moments where in the, the classes and in the challenge, because it's like literal actual classes that you take every day and you answer questions and you, you commune with the, you know, with the, with everybody who's a part of the challenge. So that's really great too. You know, the synergy, the tantric synergy with everyone that's a part of the challenge. And, um, we learned about just like, just sexuality, really, and just the different like spots in the in women and different spots in men, and like it just really also helped me come out of my comfort zone too. And I really didn't, I honestly did not know anything about the G spot. I know that may sound crazy, but I didn't know anything about the G spot in two thousand and eighteen. And they really just like had this whole class. It was a female that taught this part of the class. And um, I find that really nice too, that he has his his section for the men. And then he's brought in on this like beautiful um, goddess to help out, you know, with the women. And she had this session that just was speaking about, you know, the G spot and just how we can please ourselves as well as, you know, when we have partners, how they can please us too. So it was very informative and I just learned a lot. And mm -hmm. I love, I love that challenge. And also after you finish the 21 days, um, we're supposed to use what we learned from the whole challenge and put like a creative, like just put something out, you know, just put something out that's creative. So what I did was I created a 21 day chancha yoga challenge on Instagram. And I started from the root chakra, and then I went to the sacral, and then I went all the way, you know, to the crown. So that's what I put my energy into mm -hmm. after the challenge. Very and nice. then also like my energy felt really great. You know, it felt really great. And I really liked taking those sexual breaks because when it is time for, you know, sexual intercourse or sexual intimacy, it just feels so, like, more heightened. Like, you know, it feels so great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that that was very pivotal uh, to explain because there's, I think that whenever we talk about Tantra or it being spoken about right now on the sex talk, um, there has been much more examples than it has like definitions. So I feel like you expressed right. those different examples that you were doing for the challenge definitely opened up. For me personally, it made it seem a lot more um, clear about what it was. So I'm happy that you expressed it um, in yeah. that way. And yeah, that sounds super dope. I think that anything that's teaching you how to transmute your sexual energy is going to be helpful, especially if it's something that you tune into every day, something that has a community behind it, something that has a group that you can check in with, something that has a teacher or a guide that's helping you to do certain things. Like, I think a lot of people, they kind of get lost when they're trying to figure out how to use sexual energy to not feel like it's a pent up pressure ball about to burst and it's because they right. are really trying to handle all of that by themselves and it's hard to navigate alone 
when it comes to that. Like, right. and with, even with you saying that you wanted to heal alone, you still found a community and a consistent challenge in order to jumpstart what that healing was going to look like. And I feel like um, that's very important to A, point out, and B, to have resources for people who don't, who are right now in their journey wanting to change themselves wanting to be more sensual wanting to be more intentional about their intimacy wanting to be much more mindful about how they're sharing their body with people and what they're doing with their body by themselves and really don't know where to start so i think that that's very important um and interesting that well, you i actually wasn't alone i wasn't healing alone <laughs> yeah right you were healing with people yeah. So, um, so yeah, that you were doing your own personal practices, but the healing was communal. And I feel like that is very important. Um, because if you don't know where, if you don't already have that community with you in order to heal, then it's very pertinent for you to go out and to find it. And it's very important for you to know where to look in order to find it. Right. Um, so that is dope. Um, so you said that you started your 21 day Tantra yoga challenge. Is this when you started doing specific um, Tantra yoga at this Tantra challenge? Were you doing a little bit beforehand? And like, if you were, when did you start integrating that sensuality and intimacy into like your brand and your work? Was it around this time? Or did you do it ahead of time? So that is a great question. I actually created Feel Flow because I feel like just the name is very tantric within, you know, just Feel Flow, Feel to Heal, Heal to Feel. And mm -hmm. I created Feel Flow two years before 2018, but I didn't know anything about Tantra. Mm. So I just feel like, you know, my, my higher self was just aligning you know, my conscious self right now with whatever it is that I needed to be aligned with. And I just find that really beautiful and amazing. And that's why I always just have to have trust in myself and trust in my journey because it, it, it just always takes me to where I need to be. Um, so yeah, Tantra, sexuality, sensuality is most definitely a part of my brand and my business mm -hmm. and who I am. My brand is Feel Flow, and I teach Tantra Yoga. And if, I don't know if anybody on this line, you know, if you want to go down my page and just, you know, see my story, because I don't delete any posts. I have my whole story on my page. I pretty much think, you know, my, my practice, my yoga practice has always been this different, sensual, like, yoga flowing it's it, I, I never just always did like you know yoga poses or saunas or just you know I really like flowed the sensuality like dancing the sensual flows with the yoga poses and I just fell in love with I fell in love with that because I love dancing and I was a dancer as a child so when I found yoga it was like oh wow I can just combine these and just mm -hmm. express myself and release through just, you know, sensual movement and, mm -hmm. you know, along with the yoga asanas. So. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I think that trusting yourself is it. And for anyone, ooh, 
here for anyone that is wanting to be on a more sensual journey, um, especially with like the new soft life movement amongst women, like the idea that women no longer want to uphold a very rigid image of themselves for themselves and for other people. A lot of times the burdens that women are holding onto or the expectations that they're, they're seeing their parents or their grandparents do, they feel like they have to do too, even if they don't want to. And I think that it's really pushing the narrative of living a soft life and wanting to be much more um, in tune with the creativity, with the flow, with the fluid movement of sensuality, with the divine feminine. And um, I think that for anyone wanting to do that, dance is one of the most beautiful ways to do that. And I think that a lot of people, when they are not dancing professionally, they feel like they shouldn't be dancing at all or right. maybe dancing only at the club or maybe it's like if it's not a party why not dancing yeah. it's like you know, it's one of those things that when you get a mirror and do for yourself <laughs> and you do because of yourself and only for yourself in those private areas with yourself and without anybody else you start to show an expression of yourself that no one else has to see and therefore, no, you don't have to prove it to anybody either. And that, right, so, um, someone said movement is life. So that, that will allow you to do so much healing. And um, I think that it's beautiful that you made that two years before you even started to learn what Tantra was, because I feel like you were looking for your own healing right and then the universe opened up and was just like oh well these are all the ways that it's going to happen um and only to like to also add to that because i think that you know a lot of people who are looking for different signs or looking for different ways to um integrate new things into their life one thing that the universe knows is certainty so if you are certain that you want to do something, if you're certain that you want to change, that you want to move, that you want to heal, that you want to transition, you don't have to have all the answers of how those things are going to happen as long as you know that they want to happen. And those things are going to flow into your life, you know, and give you space to kind of transform in ways that you've always wanted to, you know, four years from now, you're going to be looking back, you know, thinking to yourself, <laughs> All you wanted to do was this at this time, and now you've, you know, come to do it. So that's awesome. I think that the way that I um, move with sensuality has always been in the way that I have seen myself and recognize or experience my own poise and um, posture. Just doing things like walking around or sitting right. in a place. I've always, like... I remember when I was young, I think I thought I thought about this recently. When I was young, I really liked the idea of walking with a tea kettle, not a tea kettle, but like a teacup with a little plate on the head and walking oh so God. straight and so like steady that it wouldn't fall down. And I remember um, learning 
just in general knowledge or in passing that like there are royal families who practice this and if you don't do it right then it's a problem you know like you have to walk with your shoulders up and straight i just found that fascinating i don't know why i found it fascinating at like six years old but i was just like oh i could totally be in that family if they forced me to do it i would just do it right and i just really <laughs> wanted to be the person who did this right and the thing about posture and slowness and having control and steady movement is that it's very sensual. Like, I think that the more fast and rough something gets, the more rigid it becomes. And the more slow something is, the more sensual and intimate it becomes. And just being obsessed or just being really fascinated with that those little tiny things that make my body sit well or gives me an idea of what my body should look like kind of integrated into the way my body moved when I started to dance at like seven and eight and nine and started to perform and then started to do theater like it kind of slowly integrated into my life until I actually like you when you discovered what tantra was kind of understood what um, intimacy was and understood what sensuality was and understood how to actually live my life and show it in my work and show it through a picture and show it through a video. Um, so Vulnerability. I yes, actually, yes. You have to be open to showing yourself if you are able to show those things. Like that slowness, that control, that sensuality, um, and control less about what you're controlling other people to see of yourself and more about you have so much control of who you are you're able to allow people to right. see yourself um right. that, that's very important and with just by you expressing all that you express like it just was like okay boom you i feel like you have to have a sense of um self-love to be able to tap into you know your 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 real sensuality and your real sexuality it does it does start with self self-love and um I, maybe you were like raised with a lot of love from your parents or something you know mm -hmm. so I was, I was just like thinking like how are we not raised with the self-love but it's just you know due to parenting and how um just certain people are raised and you were raised with love and to mm -hmm. you know your parents taught you how to love yourself and that's what i received because that's what i received as a child as well so it, it really you know matters how you know we're raised and that self-love that is um you know given to us it, it matters mm -hmm. when we're propelling into the adults that we are right now so that's really beautiful yes good things yeah i think it's in it's very important um oh good things i see lukumi people in the chat um <laughs> welcome but i do want to say that like thank you i love that i think that there's not a lot of like praise of how great things were when we were younger because so many people have so much trauma around that time and i think that there is this, this idea of like this lack of celebration of good things that happen to you because bad things happen to others and i don't believe that that is okay like 
I can celebrate the great things that happened to me because it has nothing to do with what has happened to you. And then we can always show more love because of what has happened to me. I'm able to express myself and add to what has happened to you. Things that you are unlearning, things that you are dismantling, things that you are now creating new memories in order to overpower some of the bad ones. Um, but exactly. I do say in that, right, like in that space of what fed me um now i'm able to feed those around me and in that space of what gave me confidence i'm able to understand what it feels like to raise others with confidence and being raised is a never-ending experience and i think i'm just now realizing that like you don't have to be a child to be raised you know mm -hmm. and i think that a lot of people um, once you get over the fact that there is a time frame that something didn't happen and you're more connected to what it is that you're learning at the time frame that you are experiencing it and learning it now to change your narrative and to change your life, like that's when things start to really shift for you. Um, because then you have more grace with your younger self. Then you have more forgiveness for the things that have happened. Then you have more progression to be put in certain situations. But I would like to say thank you for acknowledging my past. Thank you for acknowledging my childhood. I had an amazing one. I really did. Like my mom did a great job <laughs> giving me confidence because um, she was just the type of person who encouraged everything that I've always wanted to do and told me that I was beautiful every step of the way that I wanted to do it. And I think that there's so many things that I had to move in confidence with, um, but having confidence about my skin, having confidence about me being black, having confidence about me being a girl for all things that I didn't have to worry about. And um, it really integrates so much into who I am as a person today and how strong I am as a person today because I have almost 30 years of, you know, building strength as opposed to, you know, four or five or six or seven years. It's just, it's just a lot longer time for me to have worked um and also much more insight to to know how it feels or what things need to happen in order for someone else to feel the same way so give thanks i i love that for us i love that for us <laughs> so i know you integrate your sensuality and your sexuality in your professional work because that question was answered um i would say what was the when you first started having sex what were your experiences like and um were you happy with those experiences um or are you a lot happier now with all the things that you have learned that's a great question so sex like um like sexual intercourse with a partner mm -hmm. Um, my first experience, wow, I have not, <laughs> I haven't really been honest on live, <laughs> but I'm honest, so, um, it really was not the greatest, um, my first time, it was on the floor in my childhood room, <laughs> and I snuck my, you know, my person back then in my room, and 
Yeah, there was no, yeah, there's no condom, no nothing. So it was just a, it was a, it was a weird time. It, it didn't even feel good to me. Mm. It was just like, oh, okay. And the other person, they were, of course, very experienced in that, in that, in, you know, in those aspects. Experience. And, yeah, experienced. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I ended up, like, getting, uh, like, yeast infection or something. Mm. I don't know. It was wasn't a it wasn't a great time. Well, not a yeast infection. Maybe it's a yeast infection when um, I haven't had it in so long since I've changed my dieting and stuff. But when women get the cramps in their lower abdomen, I don't know. It was really painful. I think it was a yeast infection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that yeast infection, my first time having you know intercourse, and just. I mean, a few times after that, it just wasn't really great experiences. So when I did, when Tantra found me and I found Tantra and when I found yoga, when I just started changing my my life style is when I actually started to enjoy sexual intimacy. And it, I don't, is it sad to say that just with my last partner, it's just been the it's just been the the best like just sexual experiences with you know with my with my sexual partner right now. Mm-hmm. It's just a it's a fact. Yeah, it's just it's, it's really so passionate. You know, I really love the passion. I never felt just passion like that during sexual um, intimacy in my life and they really appreciate and yeah I feel like I need the passion I really love the passion because the passion is just so great it makes you know it makes the receiver feel you know like they're just being poured into and just not taken taken advantage of so I guess in my previous sexual um encounters i guess most of them i feel like i was just taken advantage of and they didn't really fully understand you know or comprehend fully what sex meant either so we're just all doing whatever and sometimes i didn't even it didn't feel good and most of the times i didn't even like i didn't even come so it was like i was i've been practicing tantra for years But yeah, like my the majority of like my ten year relationship, I didn't, uh, I I couldn't, I didn't come during sexual intercourse. Like, you know, I had to have my clitoris massaged for me to climax. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I didn't feel good. So mm-hmm. now, um, after my you know, my practices with Tantra, with yoga, and also, like, learning how to breathe during sexual intimacy. That, is, mm. that, that matters a lot. Yeah, a lot of us, I mean, I didn't even, you know, know that we needed to breathe during sexual intimacy until, you know, I started doing the, the yoga and the, the Tantra practices, and I was like, wow, this is this is what I've been missing. Oh my 
God, I just need to like take it slow and re just relax, like relax the muscles and just like like take a deep breath and like just like flow and like flow with each other and it's yeah, it's great now in that aspect. <laughs> yeah, that's so important. Um, I think that yeah, there's a lot of women who've you know had great sexual experiences from day one until they would ever and it's it's wonderful for them but there's so many women who haven't and i think that um it's very important to mention what things have been integrated in your life for you to make that change and for you to have that development because we should all be experiencing pleasure in our life i think personally i'm a very hedonistic person i believe that pleasure is the point of life i believe that everyone should be having a high pleasurable life so i am a hedonist and i think that when i discovered that word it identified with me so much that i kind of always held onto it and lived my life in that way since then and now people are kind of getting back to yeah we shouldn't like work until we die or we shouldn't like work until we burnt out we should like and be enjoying this and it's like yeah that's the hedonist lifestyle like and that is how you <laughs> should feel when excuse me whenever we're doing something especially if we're doing something sexual especially if what that sexual thing is is intercourse um and i think that for me it's um has always been very very important now i can definitely point out the very few times that i wasn't enjoying it because i have lived a very unconventional life and i really like that about myself i think the thing that i was trying to answer questions to myself about was whether or not like the conventional life was for me because i've lived such an unconventional life that i was like wow maybe i need to settle down maybe i need one partner maybe i need to do one thing with one person all the time and like see how that transforms. Maybe I will develop more sexually if I just had one person that I did things with instead of different people in different times of different years and different countries and different cities. Cause that's really <laughs> how my life was and my sexual life was really reflecting that in the best ways. But then I was like, damn, am I missing right. something? Cause you got somebody here dating somebody for five years and they got that one person and they're talking about how <laughs> So I think that it goes to show that whatever your dynamics is with whoever your dynamics are with, it's about the type of experience you're having um, because you can have something in longevity that does not do the best for you or does not give you the most pleasure. And then you can have something like a one night stand that can give you the most pleasure you've had in three years. So um, I think that right. expanding that mindset as to um how we experience pleasure giving us space to experience pleasure and not judging ourselves on how we're exploring pleasure um definitely helps us you know find those best experiences um by being able to actually have them because the more you close yourself um which i think kind of kind of connects to the way that you say just learning how to breathe during sex is transformative as hell like just understanding that i have to relax my body because if you are 
not feeling comfortable, then you are tense. If you are tense, then your body is tense. If your body is tense, then your internal organs are also tense. Right. Every aspect of your body is tense, including the vaginal canal, then it's going to be rigid. It is a domino effect. Like, just just breathe is um, is another way to just be open and another way to allow yourself to enjoy what's happening instead of being worried and in your head like just focus on breath or focus on you know the music or you know it's it's all about focus taking the focus off of yourself and that those negative internal thoughts that you might be having um that might keep you from experiencing the pleasure that you deserve to have but um i think the more Sometimes it doesn't even have to be you being comfortable with somebody because like I said, you can have a one night stand that's like amazing. And it's like, yeah, I just met him today. So technically I'm not supposed to be comfortable with him because I just met him 24 hours ago, but I'm super comfortable because of the actual experience. Um, but opening up myself to that experience is like why I'm able to dive into this comfort. Um, right. And that- The self-love. That. Yes. Sexuality and sensuality. Mm-hmm. A lot of us are lacking self-love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are. I want to like. Um, I don't even know if that's even a part of one of what we're discussing. But remember what we were talking about in the car, and I was like, I don't know why. As a child, I was just saying those things to people, and I feel like that stems from. Um, just like what we were talking about earlier, just with our childhood and stuff. I just, I really feel like I was getting what I was saying, you know, to the people around me from an older, just like an older family member. And I know it wasn't my mother and it wasn't my father. They really raised me, you know, to love myself and to, you know, to do the, the right things for the most part. But that's just been really weighing in on me. And I also feel like this is why I find so much passion in, like, you know, healing myself and and, and practicing yoga and tantra and, and sensuality and sexuality because I feel like I'm trying to, like, heal myself, heal from something that I don't even really know what I'm healing from. If that makes you know, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if I want to share it. <laughs> Whatever. So comfortable. This is a sacred space. <laughs> Always. Um, but do you remember what we were talking about when I was like, just as a child, um, just in all honesty, I just used to go around to my friends and whatever and I would just ask this weird question and I would just you know ask them if they wanted to play a game and it was just always this sexual game and you know I'm just in preschool so preschool you're really young you're not even in first grade or or could is kindergarten no preschool is before kindergarten yeah yeah, so I'm just like, I'm not even in kindergarten. So I'm just like, what is ha- like, and why am I just like remembering this like now in my in like in my twenties? Like, why wasn't I like concerned about it? You know, throughout my whole entire life, it's just like now it's just hitting me, and I'm mm. 
working on myself and I'm wanting to heal myself and heal parts of myself that I don't really fully understand yet. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's also why I like to um, be an advocate of sacred healthy sex because I just feel like something something healthy just wasn't going on when I was mm -hmm. younger. Yeah, I, just, I'm, I guess I'm just healing whatever cycle was happening subconsciously mm -hmm. and consciously. It's weird. So, um, and just by me talking and expressing this to you right now and on the live, it just helped me to come to this realization that, you know, maybe that's why Tantra found me and Yoga found me and I found Tantra. So it can continue to open these doors for me to understand whatever it is that, you know, whatever it is that I need to understand and heal from. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I think that whenever you're doing a practice that is a healing practice, you will always be healing from things that are unconscious to you. And that's the beauty of living a healing life. Like that is the power of living a conscious and intentional life of progression, of, um, of, of moving and transformation because your next level is dismantling anything that was put in your way to create a roadblock, to create a um, a clogging, to create haze, to create, you know, um, smoky mirrors, like right. everything that you do as a practice that is a healing practice between your diet, between your yoga, between your tantric healing, between the people that you allow into your life, between the connections that you make with those who feed and pour into you, like those are always going to be dismantling things that we didn't know that we needed to be healed from. And that is why those things are jogged. That's why those memories come up because we're uncovering things and it's not ever, it doesn't ever have to be a, an issue or a question of like, why is it now? It's like, well, it's now because now is the time that I'm able to handle it. Now is the time that I've had these experiences in this way that gave me the idea of why that might have happened and why that never needs to happen or how I heal from that ever happening. Um, and there's just certain things that your mind is not ready to uncover, which is why you don't, you know? I think that every time those things are gradual from our subconscious to our conscious and no one's like pushing it out of us or we didn't see something that, that shocked us, but it's like a movement from one part of our brain to the other it's because it's you know a flow and it's a progressive flow it's always us getting better you know and we don't have to feel ashamed of things that happened in our past that we had no control over especially if those things um are something that has hasn't ever really weighed on us in a negative way throughout our life but are just things that we're moving through currently you know um Thank you for saying that. Yeah, I think that it's um, it's something that you are going to have to work through, which is why it's now coming up, and it's you're in the right state of mind in order for that to happen. Um, I was 
never in danger with my family, but I definitely was like approached by a, um, he was definitely a child molester at the beach and he had this, um, what you call it, this uh, paddle board and he was like playing with the kids at the beach. And I remember my mom being like, that grown man is a little bit too close to you guys. Let us know if anything was going on. But I was so afraid of what my mom would do because <laughs> my mom remember <laughs> that I was just like, I'm not going to tell her that he is being very handsy in the water and basically molesting children at the beach. And it was very... It was a very isolated incident in my childhood. And it was, it was something, it's literally the first time I've ever said this to anybody out loud. That wasn't my sister because my sister was with me. Um, but it was something that I had to think about like throughout college time, you know, like think about what happened when I was younger, not because my parents were being negligent, for example, but just because right. I was somewhere in a space where no one had control over that situation but me and my voice at such a young timid age and sometimes it's repressed sometimes i don't even remember that it has happened um and but it has and it's not anything that i'm ashamed of because it happened when i was seven years old right eons ago at this point you know um it's something that i now put in my mind to try to think about if I had a daughter, how could I make her feel comfortable enough to tell me without making her feel frightened that something was going to happen bad on her behalf, even though it wouldn't have been bad. Like that guy should have been destroyed, obviously at the beach, but, <laughs> um, but yeah. So I think that, um, especially if it's something that is, a little bit more cryptic and a little bit more subconscious similar to your experience we're just always moving through things and we're always healing through things you know um and we're always practicing new boundaries around how we engage with other people in sexuality yeah. and actually continue to live a life of healing and continue to inspire others to live lives of healing and continue to just be the best versions of ourselves because our most supreme self is our tantric self it is our sensual self it is our intimate self it is our non-wham-bam thank you man intercourse self <laughs> it is the self that is you know slow and steady and moving through divine feminine energy like that is the self that is supreme um, and anything besides that is something that we're either indoctrinated to think or do because of pressure or feel like we have no choice. But when we have that choice and when we are doing things and when we are tapping into our highest pleasure points, those are the ways that we want to engage. So those that's the best way, you know. So, yeah. Indeed. Don't feel no way. We're all healing through things. Um, most children, regardless of gender, are abused when they're younger. Um, a lot of them by people that are known, you know, and, um, and other ones by people that we don't know. So it's all, it's all learning for us to, to be our best selves in the future. And, you know, there's so much that we can't control when we're younger, but we have the control now and the power now and the mind now and the strength now. So 
That's why we should take control now. No shame. No shame. Definitely re relinquishing shame. Like, can't nobody make you shameful of something that you are not only confident about, but you admit without any inhibitions and you say exactly what happened to you and that is that. Like, it's like you being like, oh, I like chocolate. You like chocolate? Oh my God, it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I like chocolate. I mean, like, how, how are you going to make me feel yeah, about right. like, something that I already said, admitted, and is truthful and upfront about liking or doing or experiencing or having or being in the past? Like, as long as you can confidently say it and own it, can't nobody make you feel shit about it? Like, and I've 